0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: She walked up to the brothel door, shaking like a leaf, 72-year-old retired, never done anything like this in her life. and She just was so nervous. She just went. I brought some cupcakes. (laughs) And I can still see in my mind, in my spirit, I can see this, like, cosmic, you know, demonic superpower of sexual exploitation go, no, not the cupcakes.
0: (laughs) Author and Salvation Army officer, Danielle Strickland, next on Life Today.
2: Hey, thank you. You make us feel very, very welcome. We appreciate it. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I welcome you to life today. Uh, we've got a Canadian friend here that is, uh, well, she says uh, the title of the book, A Beautiful Mess. Uh, she is a very pretty, pretty girl. Uh, we're going to find out what she meant by beautiful mess. Her name is Danielle Strickland. And uh, I'm real excited about you, you meeting her and hearing her story because she, she shares a lot of the concerns that we share. I know definitely the Lord has on his heart. I want to remind you of something. Stream.org. Go there every day. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The river now that feeds those tributaries are people that have been called by God, set apart by God as a tributary of wisdom and life and truth that transforms hearts and minds. That's what the stream is doing. It's a place you go every day. It's updated 24 hours a day with the news that matters to people who care, especially Christians and people who pray and know we need a miracle nationally, personally, stream.org. Danielle uh, is part of the Salvation Army, which is truly still one of the great charities and outreaches in the world. And her journey and her story is really interesting. And I want you to welcome her. I'm anxious for us to hear how in the world she ever came up with a title, Like Beautiful Mess. Here's Danielle. Would you welcome her? Danielle, good to see you. How's everything in Canada?
1: (laughs) Everything in Canada is fantastic.
2: Well, you know, we have so many friends there. And I say to all of our Canadian viewers, thank you for being family. Thank you. I've often said, if you'll just get the fullness of the anointing of God on you, it can spill down on us. <laughs> and some of you know, you'd really like to help us. You probably think America's a beautiful mess and maybe not so <laughs> beautiful sometimes, but we love you. And Betty and I want to thank you for loving us and helping us in the outreaches keep it up. I'm glad God is blessing you. And you're from Alberta. In Edmonton, I where yeah, I held I live a crusade. In Edmonton,
1: Alberta. Yeah, yeah, I held
2: a crusade. All right, I want you to tell me about this okay. beautiful mess. What in the world are you implying here?
1: Well, look, I'm going to tell you that there's mess everywhere. I don't have to spell that out, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And there is chaos in our world, I think, at epidemic proportions. You know, the fastest-growing human crime on the planet right now, just climbing and climbing, human trafficking, uh, the Hard sex industry, believe. porn industry. I mean, everywhere you look, it's a bit of a mess. And I think one of the things that happens is, I don't know how this happens, but I feel like in our people of faith, you know, Christian people have been taught somehow along the way that wherever there's chaos, you should stay away from it. You know, and that somehow the best thing that you can do when there's mess about is actually to step back, avoid it, (laughs) deny it, don't touch it, whatever you do, don't go near it. Whether it's personal mess or whether it's like societal mess. So, Uh, And you find this happening, and when Christians do that, even personally, you know, someone who struggles maybe with uh, depression or a mental illness or there's addiction in the family, you know, sort of like cover, deny, don't touch, push it away, don't tell anybody, whatever you do, just like do your part, look good, pretend like you're doing okay, even when you're not, because we have this kind of lie that we've been taught that that chaos is actually the enemy. I believe that actually God has always been, from the very beginning, Genesis, creating beautiful things out of chaotic places. Mm. It's actually his best work. So those very places that we're afraid of, the dark places, so whether it's a, a neighborhood, you know, and it's the bad, you know, it's a bad neighborhood. You know, in my tradition in the Salvation Army, the founder, William Booth, used to tell people, you know, the strategy for advancing the church in the Salvation Army was to find the darkest place you could and start there. Mm-hmm. He said when you're actually going to do the message of salvation you find the worst possible person you know like the one that could not get saved by any human measure and you start there. Because I think he understood this principle that God actually hovers in Genesis it says that wherever there there is this chaos there's this void there's this you know just dark scary kind of foreboding place called chaos in Hebrew Um, It says the spirit of God hovered over it, was near in it, and began to actually speak out of that place. He began to speak light and a strategy of a new creation. And that's what, you know, that's what made this beautiful world. You don't have to go far to see beauty either. So I think rather than kind of avoid those dark spots, I think we need to go right into them. And I think we need to go into those places with honesty, with humility, with an acknowledgement that actually we can't do this. But with the, uh, with the idea and with the understanding, with the faith to believe that God's near to us in that place and that he's going to show us a way, begin to recreate um, for us a way out.
2: Well, you tell in your own story with Beautiful Mess though, something about what you actually considered a mess that, that you made. Tell us a little bit about your yeah. own personal journey before you got to the place that you now seem to be able to see much more clearly and with greater reason and understanding. Tell us about your own journey.
1: Absolutely. I've always been super gifted at creating a mess. <laughs> it's like a special gift my mom said I had. And, uh, and uh, I really was, you know, I grew up and my parents are in the Salvation Army, were Christian leaders. And um, I really believed a lie of the enemy that Christianity was boring and confining and irrelevant. And I was not interested in boring. And I was not interested in confining, and I I believed a lie from the enemy that rebellion meant freedom. Mm. And so I went for it, you know, in all directions. And uh, that rebellion, instead of leading me to freedom, led me to slavery. Internal slavery, brokenness, deadness, and eventually led me actually to jail, to literal slavery where I was, my life was confined to the smallest of places. When I was in that jail, I really believed God was mad at me. I'd make it a, a mess out of the inside of my life and the outside of my life. And um, I was pretty hardened. I was pretty dead and I was drug addicted and I was alone. There was a Salvation Army lady, an officer who came to visit me all the time. She never gave up on me. I was estranged from my parents. I hit the streets. I left the church. I left them. And, uh, but she just kept coming. You know, I, I don't know how they get in sometimes, <laughs> the establish army these places, but they've got, I call it, they have S's on their uniform. I always call it super suits or something, but uh, they have friends in low places, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, she get, came into the jail cell downtown Toronto, a holding cell. She got in there and I was alone in the jail cell. She came right towards me. She wrapped her arms around me. She whispered in my ear, I love you. Mm. When I saw her coming, I thought for sure, oh, great, here comes the lecture, <laughs> right? Here comes the... And she just wrapped her arms around me. She let me, I didn't hug her back. I was dead. As a matter of fact, when she left the cell, I cried out after her. You didn't even bring me a smoke, I said. Mm -hmm. And she left the cell, probably convinced that that was a a useless visit. Uh, As soon as she left the cell, I was alone. And I remember uh, having this epiphany, this vision. Jesus came to my cell. And of course, I thought God was mad at me. And Jesus came into the cell. He wrapped his arms around me. And he said the same thing. I love you. And I describe it as though light turned on. I I literally like came to myself. I remember actually thinking to myself, wow, I'm in jail. (laughs) I probably didn't say wow, but I'll edit it (laughs) for your show. (laughs) And, uh, and I, I, and and light came, which of course we know is the first thing God creates, isn't it? Out of chaos is light. And I saw what was actually really happening for the first time. Uh, And I could see, I still, I didn't surrender my life uh, to Jesus at that point because I still thought you had to be good to be a Christian. And I wasn't very good at being good. (laughs) And I thought, so I'll try to do this. I'll try to clean up my life, which of course no one can clean up your own life without God, it's impossible. It's like trying to take a shower without any water. (laughs) It does a couple things, it hurts. (laughs) And also it just doesn't work, right? You don't get clean. And uh, eventually I surrendered my life to Jesus and he began to make out of this chaotic dark void places even still some of those places inside of me he uses that very material to actually make a new creation which is like recycled but even more beautiful than it's ever been before and it it can speak to people it can help people
2: and you got really right with god
1: yeah and i've seen it over and over and over again so people that the world gives up on or people who say like it's too late it's too hard or people who just say like I'm not going near that. I'm always like, let's go right to it. Can't you see the spirit of the Lord hovering over that place, that dark place? And there are some dark places right now for this generation. And instead of running and hiding and, you know, we need to actually get to the place where we're going with God and we're hovering in those places saying, okay, God, show us the way. Show us some light. Bring us some creation here. Don't you feel like he let you see his unconditional love? Absolutely. Through that woman. first? Absolutely. Instance. Like a force, yeah. right? The Unconditional love of God is yeah. the the most powerful weapon in the world, yes. isn't it? Just yes. like a force.
2: When you yeah. got out of jail, were you on a new course when you came out? You knew something was different? You were right. going to head a new way or what was going on there? Yeah,
1: well, I got out of jail kind of miraculously uh, and... Um, The Lord had a plan for sure. My mother said I never changed speeds, I just changed direction. (laughs) 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 And so I just went as fast as I was going, except I went the other way, but I, I got out of jail. I went to detox, I went to treatment. I went on a mission trip to Africa right away. I had to get special permission from my probation officer to leave the country and go to Africa as a juvenile delinquent. And when I was in Africa, um, I feel like Africa discipled me, really. And a a miraculous thing happened to me which saved my life forever and changed everything for me when I was there. I realized the world was bigger than me. It, it, you know, I just I realized the world, and God saved me from narcissistic sort of Western ideas where everything, even my Christianity, is not about me. You know that actually maybe this thing God was doing in me was about something bigger than me. And when I got that, when I realized I could give my life for something larger than myself, it changed everything. Mm.
2: You work with the Salvation Army now. I do. And uh, what would you say your major role is with them? What, what is your assignment there?
1: My assignment with the Salvation Army is uh, I'm just appointed to a brand new position as a social justice director in Los Angeles for Western uh, United States. And See, uh,
2: Canadians are coming down. The anointing right. is
1: coming. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to help.
2: <laughs> we, 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 need it. <laughs> we need it. Pray. Don't stop praying for us. <laughs>
1: I went to stream.org, and I saw the way.
2: (laughs) There you go. I told you. That's it. Uh, Right. You have great wisdom. There you go. (laughs) All right. So you're there, but you also are doing something, and I'm going to want you to give us a web address. Yeah. Because we are, our viewers, when I say we, it's a big we. It's the people who watch Life Today, who understand the importance of sharing life today and every day. And we've tried to rescue people from the sex trafficking and yes. the horrible bondage of it. It's it's it's, yes. it's absolute my slavery. Yes, and it's it's indescribable. You're involved in that. Tell us tell us how you are. Yeah. what do you call it? I want a website in case people would yeah. want to in some way be involved with you or support you.
1: Yeah, there's a couple different things I'm involved with locally. Uh, it's called sacrossroads.com, and it's a local inner city work in Edmonton where we're out every night on the street offering women a way out. Uh, We go into brothels and massage parlors and visit people in the indoor sex industry, trying to welcome them out of that place. There's another group called Stop the Traffic, which I help lead. I've led the Canadian chapter of that. It's a global campaign against human trafficking. Listen, I think that when history shines its light on this generation, uh, my grandkids are going to say, what'd you do? What'd you do about this? This is the greatest evil we've ever seen. There are more slaves in the world today than in all of the transatlantic slave trade history together. I mean, it is 27 million estimated slaves right now. And I think someone's got to do something about it. If ever I heard the words of Jesus when he said, I've come because the spirit of God is upon me to proclaim good news to the poor and freedom to the prisoners,
2: surely he meant this. Mm-hmm. He meant bondage. He didn't literally mean jail sales. He meant Yes, exactly how how are you received when you go into these different places?
1: You know this whole the whole brothel ministry the chaplaincy thing was created in Australia I lived there for three years. It's a legalized prostitution system there for 17 years So it's like you have your 7-eleven and then you have your brothel Mm. And you have your neighborhood brothel kind of thing. And uh, a a 72-year-old retired Baptist lady phoned me up one day because her phone number was two digits different from her local brothels. So she kept getting some calls. She said it was disturbing me. So she said, I decided I'm going to change my number. She said, on the morning, I was going to the telephone company to change my number. She said, the Holy Spirit interrupted me. I said, how rude. (laughs) That's how you can tell the Holy Spirit's a woman, right? She's always interrupting, but so the Holy Spirit said, what are you doing? Why are you changing your number? And she said, well, I keep getting those calls. The Holy Spirit said, maybe you keep getting those calls because I want you to do something about it. So she had coffee with me. She said, what should I do? I said, I oh, do Inside. I didn't say it outside because I have, I have my selfish Army suit on, so you have to pretend like you know what you're doing. But on the inside, I was like, I don't know. What are we? What's, I don't so I said to her, you know, what would you just normally do? What would you just naturally do if your neighbor was in a car accident, if someone moved into your neighborhood that you didn't know? She said, oh, that's easy. She said, I'd bake some cupcakes and I'd go introduce myself. I said, let's do it Tuesday. Oh. She said, do what? I said, well, you're going to have to bake the cupcakes because I can't cook. <laughs> and then we'll go introduce ourselves. She said, that's the strategy. I said, yeah, that's the official policy. That's how we do it. <laughs> so, so we got there and actually we went, she went and uh, I'll never forget. I was praying for her. She said, she said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me while I was baking these cupcakes. We're praying all weekend long. You know, if you're not praying, you're probably not doing ministry, right? Because if you're doing ministry, right, you need to pray, right? Like just to, so we just, our prayer levels just went off the roof. We all prayed, fasted, prayed. Tested cupcakes and then um, (laughs) anything for Jesus, right? And so so we were uh, walking down the street towards the brothel, you know, and I'm just praying, please, God, don't let her die. You know, like, just like, please let it leak. And we're walking down the street and she said, you know, I think I'm supposed to do this. And I I said to her, but hey, I said, I'm the professional. And she looked at me and she said, yeah, but I'm the neighbor. Wow she walked up to the brothel door Asian run brothel and knocks on this door (laughs) shaking like a leaf 72 year old retired never done anything like this in her life and the Asian manager came to the door of course because she's not the normal clientele and says you know can I help you and she just was so nervous she just went I brought some cupcakes. <laughs> and I can still see in my mind, in my spirit, I can see this like cosmic, you know, demonic superpower of sexual exploitation go, no, not the cupcakes. Because <laughs> <laughs> she just, the, the guy just was like, oh, cupcakes, come on in. You know, just, and she went back to the back room and met everybody and got their birthdays and said, hey, I live down the road and I know I've never been, but I want to say that I'm your neighbor and I like you here, have a gift. She goes, every week, ever since. I've, I ran back to headquarters. I phoned 10 of my <laughs> Salvation Army friends. I said, quick, we got to get organized. The Baptists are going to beat us to the brothels. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they said, well, how are you going to do it? I said, a cupcakes, anyone bake? Who bakes? Someone's got to bake. And, <laughs> and we just literally, there's a, they visit over uh, 70 brothels every week in seven different languages now. They meet with the Australian Federal Police. They've busted several human trafficking rings by a 72-year-old Baptist lady uh, not being scared of the dark.
2: Thank you, God. Right. Thank you, God. Right. Amen. Amen. I uh, listen, we'd love to send you this book. Do you tell and hear some of the things that God has shown you to do, like yes. this story? Absolutely. I mean, this is a this is a New Testament story. This is the mm-hmm. book of Acts stuff. Mm-hmm. It really is. And you told it so well. Thank and you. I just pray that you'll continue. If if people want to know how you could help them, yes. a website. For you, or is there one that they should go to if they kind of want to know how to get a little insight along yep. the line you were just talking? There Which one There is
1: daniellestrickland.com. Say it again? daniellestrickland.com. All right.
2: And, and I write a
1: blog on there and stuff too if you're looking for more uh, thoughts and stories that are coming out of the grassroots. And if roots. people
2: want to support what you're doing, would they support Salvation Army or do you have some kind of a separate entity that's doing this?
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of different things on that website you can go we'll to. we will tell you what to do. Yep, so you know right.
2: that when we talk to you we appreciate all of your support. We want to inspire you to support what God puts on your heart. And so many of those things can be far beyond what we do. And you you feel free to go there and you look, but just in this wonderful, the testimony, don't you really appreciate how alive this story was, how just full of the spirit of the living God. And I just praise the Lord for it. Our, our viewers have told us that there's perhaps nothing they get more joy out of than just literally giving people water. If you just give a cup of water in my name, reward. What reward? To me, it's reward enough when you know you saved a life and you've given people hope and a future. I want you to watch this and, and just see, if you don't think that you're going to want to do something about what you see and what you hear, not just with your ears, but in your spirit, watch, hear, heed.
1: that this is her only option, water. As far as she knows, this is her water for life. I can't even imagine swimming, bathing in this water. I would be so afraid that I would get sick, um, let alone drinking this very water.
0: This is not real water. This is not water for life. Well, we... (coughs) ông là ở to ban là ở tứ trang, cứ đi tứ phố của họ, phố. Đi đến các ban mấy cái con này, các ban nuôi chim cổ, rồi anh xưng ta, đời sông kia ở các ban bồn hồ, khơi cồn kia mênh hồ, con anh không này, em rằng, một กะตนึงวิกเนี่ยเมียนตู่หนู God, it should
1: be amazing if one day we were walking together and I was carrying clean, clean water for you in a bucket. That would be my hope and my prayer.
2: One day there is hope. Mm. Betty, how do you feel when you listen to Tammy and you listen to that precious mother?
1: That mother is grieving so much in the loss of three children already, two left. And she's so afraid that she's going to lose her other children because she has no choice but to give them that filthy, diseased water. But you know there is hope. There's hope because we have found this situation and we know what to do about it, and that's drill the water wells. We can give this precious mother hope for her other two children if we will join together. And let's make the difference. Let's give them hope.
2: Let's show them hope. Right there in that same area, we got to see, not exactly there, but not far. We got to see our grandson and his beautiful wife of one year, they had their one year anniversary there. We got to see them rejoicing as a well hit water and the water came up and you could see the joy on all the faces of the people. And Tammy said as she was, was walking with that filthy water in that bucket where she had thrown that water out, how much it would mean to her to be able to walk with a clean bucket of water. Well, we can be the answer to that hope that she expressed. We can be an answer to the anguish and prayer and concern and request of that mother. We can give them a well. Would you help us? Now now think about this. We found 500 places like that that we know this year in 12 different countries because the missionaries have shown us the situation and the possibility. And in nearly every instance, we know there's water accessible. The cost of the well, it's an average. It varies on depth but the average through the year for the 500 is $4,800. One reason it's that inexpensive is you, the viewers, over the years you paid for drilling rigs that were as high as a half million dollars. But those rigs now are able to go in and get several of them working the water in 500 areas if we will give them the resource to do it, the 4,800 per well. Could you give a well? If you can, I believe you will. Could you give a part of a well? 1,200 and pray, three, join me, Lord, and we'll have a well. Or 2,400 and pray, one joins you. Most of the wells, however, are given by people giving $48. That $48, when you break it out, will give 10 people water the rest of their life. That's how it breaks out. So that gift just keeps giving. Whatever you can do, we're asking you to do it. We have some gifts. A wonderful devotional book for every day of the year based on seasons. Beautiful names of Jesus' pens and the Thomas Kincaid Forest Chapel. It's beautiful. So would you please make the gift God puts on your heart? And let's drill those 500 wells one at a time, one gift at a time. Go online, lifetoday.org. Would you do it? Just move there now. Or you can dial the number, take your bank card either way, use that bank card like a check. Always use it like a check. That's how we use them. But make the best gift you can and give life in the name of love, Would you do that, please, right now? Lifetoday.org or dial the number. If you ever get a busy, you be determined and you get through. Say, I'm going to give a cup of water. I'm going to give a well. I'm going
0: to help. Please do it, and thank you. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease, or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people and $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the Every Day a New Day devotional. Broken out into the four seasons of the year, this daily devotional features scriptures, inspirational thoughts, a Bible reading plan, and a place for you to journal each day. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request the Names of Jesus pen set, one inscribed with the names of Jesus found in scripture, and the other reflecting the gifts of the Spirit. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today.
2: I uh, want you to get every day a new day, whatever gift, the names of Jesus pen. If you'd like to have a uh, after hearing Danielle's testimony, what a what a book of Acts testimony we just heard from this beautiful Canadian, who is now a missionary to the West Coast. And you have been sent to a very challenging place out there in the City of Angels, because there's some angels out there that are not so angelic you're That's gonna true. deal with. And if you'd like to have her book, we'd be glad to send it to you. Would you tell Danielle again, thanks and thanks to God. <laughs> you're a real blessing, Danielle. That's Bless God. you as you go, too. And thank all of you so much for your help. Stream.org every day, stream.org. Let's get understanding of the times so we can correct the force.
0: Tomorrow, Bible teacher Beth Moore describes life after Satan has had his way and how we must learn to let Jesus cover our shame. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.